Welcome to the Glory Mountain Church podcast. For more information on our church and ways to support what God is doing here, visit glorymountain.com. Well, just go ahead and be seated this morning and thank you, worship team. That was beautiful. And thank you, Steve, so much for that word. So encouraging. Thank you, sweetheart just for being my husband. (laughs) It's good to see you guys. So glad you're here. Everybody doing good? Yeah. Sometimes I just want, you know, I feel like I'm I'm a mom in this house. I'm a mom in the body of Christ. You know, I just want to sit down. I just want to talk to you and see how you're doing. But when we come together, we also have to have some teaching, right? So come on out to lunch with us if you can. And love to just talk with you and see how you're doing. Hey, we're in an awesome study. It's called Above and Beyond. It's a series we're going to go through for a little bit more. But uh, last week, Mark really laid a great foundation for us about living above and beyond the norm. Can Can we do that? Above the norm, okay? And so he was talking about how, first of all, it's God's will for us to do this. And uh, second of all, in order to get there, you've got to really believe God's word. You've got to believe that it's true, what it says about you. And then we have to declare his word, declare who we are. You know, when we're going through that struggle, we're declaring the word of God over that situation. And um, so today I want to help us. I'm preaching to myself too. I want to help us to be encouraged and to just go to another level in our mindset regarding how God wants us to live above and beyond financially. We just got back from an amazing trip for my birthday. And you know, we took a cruise ship from Europe over to um, New York. And while we were on that, I was, I was remembering a story that I had heard. Maybe you've heard this about a man back in ni- early 1900s. And he was take, he bought a ticket. He saved and saved. He wanted to go to America. So he bought a ticket from Europe to America. And he was so excited. And he said, you know, when I get on that ship, I am just going to, I'm even going to save more money. And, um, you know, I'm going to buy a suitcase. I'm going to put my cheese and crackers in it. And so when everybody else is paying for their dinner on the ship, I'll just have my cheese and crackers and I'll just save a lot of money. It took three weeks back then to go across. And so sure enough, the dinner bell would ring and everybody would go to their dining room hall and he would um, he'd go back to his little stateroom and he'd get out his cheese and crackers and he'd eat them. And so he did that faithfully, you know, but oh, sometimes he could just smell that food, you know, and he would just think, oh, it'd be so nice just to eat up there. But no, I'm going to save my money and I'm going to just have my cheese and crackers. So it was the last day of the, sh- of the trip and uh, they were getting ready to land or um, pull into New York. And he was still eating his cheese and crackers. And one of the people that he had met on the ship, you know, said, you know, it's been, been good meeting you, been good to know you. And, but I noticed you never came up to eat with us, you know, on the ship. You never, you never were there. And, you know, I, you know, why weren't you all, why weren't you up there with us in the dining room? And, you know, he just said, well, you know what? I saved so much money. I just went and had my cheese and crackers. 
And he says, well, didn't you know, you know, the ticket you bought included all the meals, you know? <laughs> oh. And what meals those are on that ship. Oh, how many people were similar to that naive man that we met, we're living below our, what God really has for us. He's got the very best, best, best for us in every area, and we don't realize it, and that God has already paid for us to live in the best that he has for us here, now, on the earth, days of heaven on earth. He's already paid it. And we can live and tap into that and not eat cheese and crackers all of our life. Hey, let's go to Ephesians 3, verse 20. If you have your Bibles or your notes, you're writing it down. And uh, honey, I'm going to move this a little bit because I'm standing on this little electrical box. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Not that way. But you got Ephesians 3.20. I think we have it on the screen for you too. And I'm going to read this out of the New King James Version. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Let's all read it together. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. And this is for every, every area of our life, not just finances, but including finances. God wants to bless us abundantly in our finances. He does. Can you imagine, just imagine with me for a moment, what a blessing the body of what a further blessing the body of Christ could be to the world if every believer was financially prospering, every believer, not just a few, and that looks differently for all of us because we're all called to believe God for different things. We have callings in our lives for amounts that God wants us to um, prosper in. But think about how freely we could fund the preaching of the gospel, what we could do for our communities. If all of us, all every believer on the earth was financially prosperous like God wants us to be, what a powerful, can you imagine the testimony? What if we all got together and paid off the national debt? Can you imagine the testimony that we would be to the unbelieving if we all had our financial needs met, every, every one of our needs are met. We've got an abundance in our bank accounts, amen? amen. And we're now looking for opportunities to give. Oh, God's putting this on my heart. I'm going to give here. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, guess what? It would also be the will of God. I believe the church is just now in the last 20 years, we're just now realizing this. 
God doesn't want me poor. He doesn't want me in poverty. He wants me to be a blessing to the world around me. He wants me to have, have eyes that look outward to be able to bless others. He wants us to have more than enough above and beyond. Look at God's plan for us here. Uh, it's on Philippians 4.19. It's on the screen. And you can read it with me. It says, my God will liberally supply, fill to the full, your every need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. You don't want to be like that man who was telling the preacher, oh, preacher, oh, pastor, you know, I just, we're pretty simple people. We just really don't need that teaching about being blessed beyond measure because, you know, for us, we only need, we only need about $500 a month and we're fine. You know, we don't, we don't need all that. Well, that's great. But it's like, how stingy can you be? Why didn't you just believe God for 10K a month and you could give away nine and a half of it? <laughs> Come on. That's great. Your expenses are low, but why is your mindset down there when he wants it needs to go above and beyond? God has a work for us to do and it takes finances. It takes everything he's given us. There's no money up there. It's down here. It's down here for a purpose because God wants to release it through us so we can make a big difference. I don't know about you, but I was fine with getting by in my earlier years. I'm not fine with that anymore. I am believing the Lord that I can pour out more and more and more every year, every year, every year. He's going to give me more. And I'm believing him for the impossible. No, it's not a name it and claim it and it's not a kick I'm on. It's something God's rooted and grounded us in for the past few years that we're believing him that we're going to be the first ones in our family heritage that can leave an inheritance for our kids, for our grandkids. We're going to be the first ones that have done that in our lineage. We're going to do great things because we have a great God who wants us to think above and beyond in every area. Yes, he wants to heal you. Yes, he wants to use you and your finances. He's such a good God. Well, Deborah, Pastor Deborah, what does, what does that look like? What does that look like? 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Let's read this together. This is the Amplified again. I love the Amplified. I just, it's got so much. It was actually written by, a side note, it was written by a woman who took all the Hebrew and the Greek and she put the translation exactly like the Hebrew and Greek. Said. So this is, the, um, this is the Amplified, 2 Corinthians 9, 8 on the screen. Everybody with me? Can I hear you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> All righty, God is able. Let's say it. God is able. Let's say it again. God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for what? Every good work and charitable donation. What does this mean? 
I know, it's, it's good, it's good. He is able. It means that I am furnished in abundance for every good work. I can worship the Lord with my tithes. I can see that my bills are paid every month. I can look for opportunities to give offerings. And I've got plenty left over for myself, for my family. We want to go on date night. We can go. We want to go out to eat. We can go. I've got plenty left over. I'm furnished with abundance. I'm not striving. I'm not worrying. And I'm not using my MasterCard or my Visa. If I do, honestly, this is me. I pay it off that day. I don't want to use it. I don't want a debt. I don't want any debt. I'm paying it off. And so I'm, I've got plenty left over, and I'm not um, living this way in strife or in worry. Amen? Amen. This is good. I'm sewing. I've seen people over the years sew cars, sew houses, sew clothes, sew jewelry. I remember once, maybe 30 years ago, Mark and I, we were taking the offering in our church in Carlsbad. And sure enough, that offering went, plate went by and someone had sewn a silver bar. It was just there in the offering plate going by as everybody else was putting in theirs. This big old silver bar was right there. That person had sewn it because we give, yes, of our tithes, but we sew extra, especially when we want to see more breakthroughs. You reap what you sow. You sow much, you reap much. Well, how can we activate this abundance that the Lord wants us to walk in, this freedom that he wants us to walk in? How can I activate it? Well, first of all, I want you to know you cannot have lazy faith. You have got to have faith like a bulldog, that when you have problems paying your bills that month, you're not going to go in a pity party. You're going to stand on the word of God and you're going to say, it doesn't look very good, Lord, but I thank you and I praise you. You are going to cause me to clear these bills somehow, some way. So how do we activate it? You can't have lazy faith. You've got to, number one, believe it's God's will for you to be abundantly blessed. You don't believe it, it's not going to happen. Simple as that. Believe it is God's. How do you believe? Faith comes by hearing. Hearing what? Hearing his word. What am I supposed to believe for? I'm hearing him. Just because my neighbor has a Mercedes doesn't mean I'm supposed to believe for that. What's the Holy Spirit wanting me to believe for? Maybe there's a need in my family. I need to believe for that. So you have to believe it is God's will in this situation to be abundantly blessed. Do you believe that? Do you believe it in this world we're living in? Young 20s and 30s, do you believe you can go through your life without a debt? Do you believe God can abundantly bless you? Do you believe you can be an envy of your friends because you've got your bills paid, because you're giving to others? Do you believe this? 
This is what God has for us. Again, in 2 Corinthians, it's the same verse. God is able. Say it. God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance. I love Isaiah 119. You can write it down. It says, if you're willing, if you're obedient, you're going to eat the good. Or the actual translation is the best of the land. Willing? Are you willing? Are you willing? Oh, well, yeah, kind of, you know, whatever God has. No, are you willing to believe him for this? Because if you are, then you will eat the good of the land. Willing is an action word. It involves a personal quality decision. To be willing is to make up your mind to live in a certain way. I'm willing. I'm going to do it. So if you do that, you're going to eat the good of the land. Number two, how else do we get into this? How else do we activate this blessing of abundance in our life? We've got to believe. Number two, you should not be willing to live in lack. You should not. If you, if you make up your mind, you make a quality decision. You and the Lord are partners in this. You say to the Lord, I am not willing to live in lack. You say to your spouse, nope, I'm not willing to live in lack. We're not going to buy that. I'm not willing. I'm willing, though, to live in the blessings of the Lord. When you do that, Satan, the enemy, cannot stop the flow of God's financial blessings in your life. As you begin to stand on those promises, all of a sudden, the gates begin to open up. And so number two, you should not ever be willing to live in lack. You can't compare yourself. You've got, it's all about where you are in your life right now. It's about what God is calling you to do. Some of you may not be able to even make your rent payment. Are you willing this month to believe that next month I will make my rent payment? If I need a job, I will get a job. I am standing on the word of God. I'm not going to need to borrow. I'm going to believe God and watch what he does. Amen? Okay. Amen. All right, and the last one, number three, to walk in this abundance into the blessings. Number three, handle your finances with wisdom. It all belongs to him anyway. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. We're like his asset managers. He's given us finances. He's given us money to steward and so we want to be the wisest we can with our finances. Turn to your neighbor and say, be wise. Be wise. Be wise. Oh, what can we do? What's the wisest thing that we can do in handling our finances? And you know what I'm going to say. And you would say it too. Put God first. Put him first, put him first, put him first. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and some of these things will be added. No. no. All these things, what's he talking about? He's talking about our needs, our food, our clothes. All that's going to come, but seek first the kingdom of God. Couples Help one another seek first the kingdom. Mm -hmm. You know, it's easy for me to say, honey, 
I really, really, really would like this, and I would like it right now. And you know, my husband's got such a big heart, he'd probably go buy it. But no, we're going to handle our finances with wisdom. And so we talk about every purchase we make. Is it going to overextend us? Are we still going to be able to keep God first? And if not, then we wait until that time when we can buy and purchase what's on our heart to purchase. So handle your finances with wisdom by putting God first. I tell you what, when you put God first in your finances, he notices. He notices and he takes note and he will bless you as a result. You know, when we give to the Lord, it starts the giving cycle. If you don't give, God can't work with anything. He has nothing to work with till you give. So when you're giving to the Lord, it says give, and then it will be given back to you. Give, and then it will be given. But look at the Lord. He's so good to us. He loves us so much that then he says, but I'm not going to give it to you the way you gave it to me. No, I'm going to have it pressed down, shaken together. It's going to be running over. As you give to me, son, as you give to me, daughter, my economy is different. It's not like the bank and it's not like interest. No, it's greater than you could ever imagine. I shake it down. I press it down and it's running over. And then you've got more than enough because you continue giving. I don't want my giving cycle to stop. I'm giving When I tithe, I give it to the Lord. When I lay my offerings, I give them to the Lord. And the Lord continues that giving cycle, that giving cycle. And so he presses it down for us. God knows how much he can trust you with the way you spend your finances. Oh, my goodness. Our money is directly, directly attached to our heart. And so he can look at your heart. And if you're withholding... Why would he want to bless you with more? But he sees a man who's giving and pouring out and blessing his kingdom. And he says, that's a man, that's a woman. Here, here's some more. Here, here's some more. Yeah, you can have, it's good to have good stuff, things for yourself. But we're giving to the kingdom. You know, we're giving to the kingdom. And as we give, he sees that and he blesses us with more. He's looking for those he can trust. Just like we're learning to trust him, he's learning to trust us. He's learning to see what we do, what we do with our finances. And I want him to see in our hearts that we're faithful, we're willing, and our hearts are open, our hands are open. We say, Lord, here it is. And we give, and it's given back to us. I want to say, if you're not a tither, maybe you're brand new in the body, maybe you're just fearful and you haven't been able to tithe, I want to explain a little bit. Tithe means tenth. And tithing didn't just start in the law. You see Cain and Abel giving. You see Abraham giving. You see that it's been something that's just continued all through history. It's a great measurement to give a tenth of your income. It's the first step to really being financially blessed by God. And tithing shows God that he is first place in our life. And tithing is worship. 
That's why we do it on Sundays. We also do it, you know, some of you are worshiping him online. It's just automatically. And that day that it goes out, it's like, Father, here, here's my gift to you. Use it for your glory. Use it to destroy the works of the enemy. It shows your trust is in him. But there's a promise to tithing. If you haven't tithed yet, there's a big promise. It says, well, Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. This is on the screen. Hey, let's say this together. Can we read it together? Honor God with everything you own. Give him the first and the best of your income. And he will fill your barns with wheat and barley and overflow your wine vats with the finest wines. In other words, you'll prosper to the fullest. It's a kingdom law. Sowing and reaping. Here's another one, a promise. 1 Corinthians 16.2. Read it with me. On every Lord's Day, and that was Sunday then, but we're giving all during the week as well. On every Lord's Day, each of you should put aside. Okay, stop for a second. I want you to see how he says put aside. That means you have to plan this. It has to be in your budget so that you are honoring God's plan first and you're not spending it before it's gone. You have to put aside, put aside. So let's continue. Put aside something from what you have earned during the week and use it for this offering. The amount depends on how much the Lord has helped you earn. If I've earned $500 that week, I'm going to give 50 at least. If I've earned $1,000 that week, I'm going to give 100 at least. With our kids, they earn $2. They give 20 cents at least. We'd say, give your 20 cents and then pray and see if the Lord would have you give more. Isaiah 32, 8, I love this. Generous people plan to do what is generous. And they stand firm in their generosity. Isn't that good? I love that. You guys, this is, this is a freedom message. This isn't just an offering or a tithing or a giving or finance. This is a freedom message. Every American on the average dies with $68,000 worth of debt. The number one problem, the number one reason for arguments in a marriage is money. When I get my money straight, it's going to go a whole lot better for me if I'm living according to God's plan. Amen? Amen. So this is a freedom message. So where should I tithe? Red Cross? Um, Disaster relief? I mean... Your brother who's been out of work for two years? I don't know. (laughs) Where should we tithe? Well, tithing is an act of worship, so it goes to God. Goes to God. Malachi 3.10, amplified version. It's on the screen. Bring all the tithes, the whole tenth of your income into the storehouse. And that's your church. It's the place where we worship God and we're fed. And there may be food in my house. And then I love this. He says, son and daughter, prove me. Prove me now, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. 
Bottom line, tithing brings a covering and a blessing on your life. I can't tell you how many couples over the years we've counseled in, in horrible financial straits. And yes, we're here to help them and give to them when they're in a crisis. But bottom line, are you honoring the Lord with your finances? So that was the first act of wisdom when we have our money. We give it to the Lord. Hey, we've got to be practical too, though. We don't want to be just, you know, just tithing and thinking that's all that it's going to, all that we're going to need. We've got to also spend less than we bring in. Amen. Spend less than we bring in. Set up a budget if you have to. I know Mark and I, we started with Larry Burkett back in the 80s, and he taught us how to make envelopes. And, you know, here's an envelope for date night. Here's an envelope for our groceries. Here's an envelope for, you know, whatever. And we had, when, when it was gone out of the envelope, we were done spending. It was hard, you guys. But it was discipline. We were learning to be disciplined so that the Lord could honor us with more. And he loves that when we're disciplined and we stick with it and we spend less than we bring in. Next one, if you're in debt, pay it off as quickly as you can. God loves it when we do this. In fact, I feel like he really gets behind us and supernaturally helps us to get out of debt quickly. How much more free are we to release the kingdom finances when we're out of debt. And you know, I know that if we own a house or we, you know, we'll probably have a mortgage. I'm believing for mine to be paid off. We should all be believing for that. We should all be believing, even in Southern California, nothing is too difficult for God. <laughs> so we should believe, be believing for that. But if, you know, if you don't have a mortgage, whatever else you have, whatever other debt, you know, maybe it's car, start with, you know, start with your smallest one first and just start putting some extra money towards that and then work your way up and, you know, pay off your car soon and then just get this snowball going so debt is rolling out of your life and then one day, it might take five years, six years, but one day you are free and all that money you were put into debt is now free money to just begin to accumulate, to put in investments, whatever God tells you to do with it. Take a, I know when we got out of debt, when our children were really little, we were trying, we were paying off this credit card. And, you know, it was like, I don't know, 30 years ago, but we splurged and we went to Disneyland because we were so happy. We were free and clear. And there wasn't any more, any other person we owed money to. So pay off your debts. Save money for the future. Invest. So important. So important. And then while all along, you're not stopping your tithing while you're doing this, but you're continuing to give the Lord the first, the very best that he deserves. And I tell you, when this happens, you're in momentum. And all along the way, you're watching God is like, oh, Gave you extra $1,000. Where did that come from? He honors your faithfulness. He honors your heart to want to, to steward his finances that he gives you. 
He honors you when you, he gets behind you when you do it. I'm a testimony. We've got testimonies all over here of when we put this into, a, into effect, when we honor the Lord, he blesses us. He really does. He pours out a blessing. I love Proverbs 10:22. It says, it's, just write it down. It says, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it, no strife, no anxiety, no family feuds, no family breakups, the blessing of the Lord. He wants to bless you abundantly. He wants you to go above and beyond. It's never too late to start. Start now. Start believing him. Don't doubt. Believe him. Start now. If it's hard for you, if there's a situation you're stuck in, believe the Lord. Get together with a friend, with your spouse. Believe him. Pray and thank him. Thanksgiving is what activates your faith. When you're thanking the Lord and you're not stressing, you're going to see it come. You're going to see faith rise up in your heart to believe him for above and beyond what you could ever ask or think or imagine. And all the glory goes to him. He's so worthy. He, will, he does not want us to be strapped. He wants us as his, as his kids, but as kings and priests to be blessed. Oh, there's other people without the Lord that will get blessed have mega millions and all of that. But if it's not the Lord's way, there will be sorrow attached to it. You want to do it God's way. There's no sorrow, no stress, no anxiety, and you get so much more for not striving and hustling and working and striving and hustling. God pours out the blessing. Aren't you thankful that you're his son and his daughter, and we have all this to look forward to. I want to end with a quote, and it's one I heard Cheon, a pastor up in Pasadena, a friend of ours. He spoke a message and wrote a book, but spoke a message on financing, and he said, I would rather give 10% and have God's blessing on my 90% than not give and have no blessing on 100%. I want the blessing of God on my finances, and I know that you do too. So may I encourage you to honor the Lord? Break out of the enemy's lies. Don't condemn yourself for the past. Today's a new day. Move on. It's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. No matter where you are, you might be strapped. It's a new day. It's a new day. God can do anything, and he's for you. He's for you. He's for you in your finances. So we're going to honor the Lord right now. Some of you have already honored the Lord with your giving this week, but we want to give opportunity after a message like this. I want you, if you haven't tithed before, I want you to lay something in the bucket <laughs> and try God. Yeah. Try God. He says, prove me in this. Try it. 
and see how he pours out a blessing on you. The rest of you, just take some time and just ask the Lord if there's anything he wants to speak to you about. If you want to give in this offering, if you want to give an offering or tithe, you're welcome to do that. But I just really want you to know that this is a freedom message. God wants you free in your finances. So, Father, we thank you so much that um, we have the opportunity to partner with you, Lord. So thank you, Father, for this time that we can give unto you what is yours. Everything belongs to you, Lord. Thank you that we can give to you. Lord, we just dedicate our offerings and our tithes to you today. Yes. Lord, thank you for my family. Thank you for each one of them, that they're so precious to you. Mm-hmm. God, where there's discouragement, loss of hope, let them lift up their heads today and see that you're shining on them with your favor and your love and they are favored father we put every i just put every lie of the enemy under our feet today any regrets condemnation in jesus name has to go under our feet you're not allowed in our minds we renew our minds today In the name of Jesus, we command those thoughts to go, and you don't allow them to remain in your mind. You are favored. You are loved. You are beloved. Thank you, Lord. And he raises you up for such a time as this to shine Mm -hmm. and to bless the kingdom of God on earth. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today and being a vital part of what God is doing in His people. We hope that this message impacted you and that you were blessed. We would love to connect with you about this message and what God is doing in your heart. You can email us at info at glorymountain.com or visit our website, glorymountain.com. You can also give online to support what God is doing at Glory Mountain. Have a blessed week.